Smiling Faces 21 is here with our topic Why Suicide, Why Not and Life You're all welcome to our platform We have um, a guest um, that is Dr. Ayodele um, Ajayi uh, We are privileged to have him on this platform today um, He's a consultant, um, psychiatrist and he's been working with um, NHS for the last two decades. I'm very passionate about um, the mind, body, soul, and spirit of um, of the person he's working with. Um, and he's got a YouTube channel you can always follow. That is the Tripart Care. And um, I'll leave Dr. Ajayi to um, further shed light on. Um, on our topic in terms of why suicide and just to help you know us and families friends parents guardians to try and understand um, the factors that they can look at for when um, they have their um, loved ones that's going through this phase so you're welcome dr Ajayi, and thanks for um, sharing this platform with us Thank, thank you very much for having me on the program. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'll leave the uh, floor to you to just shed more light on our topic, why suicide? And in terms of what um, parents, guardians, friends and family can look out for when people are going through this phase, especially with COVID and the lockdown, and um, people that have gone through pain and trauma, I'll just leave it to shed more light on that. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you for taking on what is a very important topic, um, which is the topic of suicide. Um, there's no better time to tackle that than now, given all that the world has gone through in the last um, 18 months or so. Um, there is no one who can say that in one way or the other, they've not been touched by the impact of COVID-19 one way or the other. So um, what is suicide? I think it's important to start from that. We know that suicide um, is when somebody intentionally, um, when somebody dies um, after they've intentionally taken their lives. Um, so they have died as a result of them making that happen. And, um, we know that generally, um, globally, we know that about 800,000 suicides occur every year. And that in fact, about 2 million people attempt to take their lives globally every year. And that about every 40 seconds, somebody dies by suicide. So those are quite alarming figures. They, they, do, they are figures that really call for every one of us to stand up and do something about that. And the good thing is that we can. Uh, many yeah. times when people hear about suicide, they say, oh, what can I do? They throw up their hands and say, I don't think I, I can do anything. I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm not yeah. a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychiatric nurse or a psychiatric social worker. I'm not even a me medical professional in the health sector or the social sector. So I don't think I can do anything. But the reality is that um, we can do something. Because when we think about it, when we say every 40 seconds, globally, somebody dies by suicide, that's somebody's brother, somebody's sister, yes. somebody's mother or father, a mm -hmm. work colleague, a neighbor, 
a, a an associate, a church member, somebody in the world, in the in the in the community that we know. So um, when we think about that, I, I think it calls us to, it it challenges us to do something about it, and and I suppose the first thing is just like you said, I, I, what what do we know that what can we do about it? The first thing is there are very few things that we know that work in terms of suicide prevention. And one of them is community support. We know that social support in places where people are well supported and when people are intentional about looking out for each other, that's one of the um, one of the most strategic things you can do in terms of prevent, preventing suicide. But of course, if you are going to then offer somebody support, You've, the first thing to know is how do you know whether somebody is at risk of suicide, and that's, that's something very, that's very important. Yeah. So we we know, for instance, that men are more male more more than the female gender. We know that seventy five percent of suicides, completed suicide, um, are, are take place. They 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 are done by they carried out by men. So we know that men are more at risk. We know that there are certain age groups. When we look at age groups, we know that middle-aged men, we know that middle-aged men are particularly at risk. Um, we also know that middle-aged women are particularly at risk. But what we are also finding out these days is that younger men, the millennials, um, younger men um, particularly are also at risk now. And that's, that's quite a growing concern because um, we now know that um, suicide is the second um, largest killer of men under the age of 35 years, which is also quite worrying because these are people who are just reaching the prime of their lives and they're about to blossom. They're about to really impact community and society and they die by suicide. So what are the warning signs? What the warning signs, apart from knowing the, the people who are at risk, we also know that people who are on the fringes of society, we know that, for instance, middle-aged men um, of Afro-Caribbean um, origin, of BAMA origin, um, also are at high risk. We know that, um, we, um, so we know, we know that. So those are the type of things to look out for. We know that people who are experiencing life stressors, particularly, we know that people, that mental illness is a key factor here. And that, in fact, there was a European study that showed that, a um, European study that showed that out of, um, they, they studied a group of people that had died by suicide, and they found out that 50%, that's one out of every two of them, had actually um, had some sort of depressive illness or the other. So th- that that gives us, that's a lot of things that we can look out for. So what are the warning signs? Warning signs will include people who are undergoing life events, people who who basically life has dealt a very rough hand or life has dealt a tough hand. It could be because of a relationship breakdown. It could be because of a job loss. It could be because of bereavement or even sometimes it's positive things in life that could actually cause the stressor. Somebody has taken on a new job. They now have more responsibility. They're feeling more stressed because the responsibility on their shoulder has increased. They're expected to deliver more at work. They're expected to work longer hours to be able to meet their targets. And that could actually be a, 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 a challenge. Um, sometimes as well is the challenges of social life in terms of maybe some people, are, somebody has just undergone a divorce or they've just undergone a separation or they've just become homeless or um, they've just gone through one life change or the other or they've just lost their spouse. All of those things are actually life events. And when they happen, those are indicators that 
somebody, this person may be a, a candidate who is more at risk of suicide and is something to look out for. Um, also, when we now look at those group of people who have had those life events, all the people that I've spoken about now, all the different um, risk factors that I've mentioned, the other thing to then begin to see in order to narrow, to look at, in order to narrow down those um, group, gr- the group is to look at changes in behavior. Um, people who you might begin to notice that are social withdrawal. So if you see that somebody is middle-aged, they, they are male or they are, they are they're young adults, male, um, black ethnic minority, um, they've, so they've undergone any of these um, life changes or they belong to any of these, they fall under the category of any of these risk factors. And they have um, they, they then begin, begin to be socially with, withdrawn they suffer from mood swings or they sleep excessively or sleep of sleep very little or they become reckless in their use of maybe uh, recreational drugs or they, may, or they become re- reckless in using recreational drugs or they be- begin to drink ex- ex- excessively. All of these will be even pointers to make you even more suspicious that could this person be undergoing um, depression and what's going on for them? Um, I have said so much um, already, and I'm just wondering whether you wanted to, whether you needed to interrupt me or you wanted me to continue. Um, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just glad to to continue to listen to you because you you've said a lot actually in terms of um, um, the the statistics, the warning signs, and the the behavior. Which is um, which is very important, and that is part of what um, um, people are required to to know in terms of how they can help um, their loved ones, their neighbor, and just um, and even our children as well. So um, thank you for this. But one question I would like to ask before we actually um, round up is: you talked about. Um, um, this actually being uh, more prevalent within um, young men of uh, middle age of 35 or thereabouts, you know. So I'm just wondering why, why that that age is it because of the stress of work or why, why? I, I, I think there are a lot of things. I think to start with, um, we know, yeah, suicide is a very difficult thing to to really strip or to boil down to the bones. But we do know, for instance, that. Um, men are less likely to talk about their problems. Men are le- less yeah. likely to talk yeah. about their problems than women do. Um, men true. would we 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 like to be oh. macho and yeah. research does show that si- that, silence. Yes, um, and research does show that that stiff upper lip, um, um, alpha male um, figure, alpha male um, prototype does not actually go well for mental well-being. Mm-hmm. That um, not having a confidence in your life, not um, knowing somebody that you can really confide in and, and share your problems with, um, is not a very good thing for well, mental well-being. Um, we also do know that middle age is quite a, I mean, it's a period of transition. Um, one, it's a period when people begin to reflect on their lives. Um, it's almost like an off time when you are forced to reflect. Um, you are forced to think about maybe 
the past and also for us to think about the future retirement obviously is not so far away yeah. um, and and sometimes people undergo transitions a lot of transitions during middle age as well some people um, um, are forced to change their careers sometimes as well people um, experience losses um, all sorts of losses associated with middle age for instance parental loss um, also um, job losses uh, or even um, sometimes is also transitioning so there's quite a lot of things that happen in middle age um, mm-hmm. uh, and those are part of the things that that yeah. will be responsible and of course the fact that the communities the stress or mitigated the stress, stress yes. yeah, and not yes. knowing how to manage that Mm, yes, yes, that, that's a key point because um, most of the time, our men, our men in general, generally they they feel, um, you know, because of the macho-ness, they don't want to really talk about what they are going through. And it does happen to women as well at times. Well, yeah. um, well, I would like to round up and just say thank you. We're very grateful for having you, for sharing you sharing this platform with us. You've given us a wealth of knowledge and how um, parents, loved ones, um, family members, neighbours can actually look out for um, their loved ones and the importance of actually looking out for um, each other and one another as well um, helps um, in... in and help us as as a community, as a family, to continue to to live healthily and not and to help someone that is thinking of, of suicide or wants to commit suicide to actually support them through that stage. So hopefully, um, I think um, I truly hope that this has helped one person or the other um, that is going through any type of stress to try and um, speak to someone or get support in one way or the other. And these days there are different types of uh, support uh, mechanisms as well. Maybe the family, your friends, your trusted friends. And even in UK, we have the Samaritans as well that you can just chat with over the phone. And, um, And like we always say on this platform, keep smiling keep laughing and know that no matter what, ending your life is not the last result. There is always a way out of everything in life. A good way, I must say. So to end this, uh, to bring this podcast to an end, I would like to say a big thank you again to Dr. Ajayi for um shedding so much light on why people commit suicide, the different um, reasons the um, and behavior. It's, it's a large scope. We can't deal with everything on, on, this, um, on this platform. But what we've discussed, I hope it will help one or as many people as possible. And until um, we meet again in three weeks' time, um, I say thank you again to you and please make sure you follow um, Dr. Ajayi on, on his YouTube channel as a tripod care um, because he does teachings there as well in regards to mental health so um, follow him and take care of yourself take good care of your mind, body and soul 
Dr. Jackie, you want to say bye? <laughs> uh, thank you for um, thank you for listening and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Okay then. Bye. Yeah.